Hello world, I am once again joined, after a little bit of technological drama, by my good buddy Matt. How are you doing? I feel a little bit better now that uh, things are fixed, because I was pretty angry. You had to take, like, a shower, as if you were nine mixed drinks in. Like, that sobering shower you have, or the Cokes wear, worn off, you hate your life, you're coming down. Matt had to do one of those after trying to sit down and record this episode, but he came back in good spirits. And it's all working out. So we appreciate you again at Pierce Podcast on Instagram. Check out the YouTube. We're on uh, five different platforms, bunch of different countries, bunch of different continents, and uh, Lincoln Bio, new content every Thursday and Sunday. We love you and we appreciate you. All right. So to start, Matt, we're going to kick it off with some drama. This involved the NFL and a team, the Carolina Panthers, who are tanking. They are absolute dog shit. They have nothing uh, good about them at all, right? There's, there's no excitement. There's nothing to be happy about. There's nothing to look forward to. Despite that, though, we're going to turn to them for the first topic. And this involves a receiver named Robbie Anderson, who flamed out, essentially. They paid him to come in in free agency. And this is how he's acting during their last week's game. Well, we got a situation. Robbie Anderson has just been apparently kicked out of the game by his own coach. Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach, Anderson said something again. Oh, now he's talking shit. Steve Wilkes came over and, and they barked at each other again. It escalated very quickly. Apparently, that was a last straw type thing. Watch Steve Wilkes. I want to know what Robbie Anderson said to him because he said something to the wide receiver coach, and that's what ended up getting him kicked out. Yeah, the beef itself, what seems to have happened is there's a spat between a position player and his coach, and what ended it just happened to spill out in front of the head coach who is coaching for his own job as an interim coach, right? He knows he's probably not going to be there next year. This team is dog shit. Oh, God, no. So you want to put out the best product. You want to put the best tape out you can, like week to week. And I think he sees this and he wants to put his foot down and say, hey, I'm a leader of men and this is unacceptable, which is what happened. But I agree with Matt. What what is the drama there? How are they this upset with each other, right, between position coach and uh, and the player to where this is the verbal altercation during a game? You couldn't have handled this right. any other time. And you're Carolina, so you know you suck. There's zero expectations. You've sucked for a while. It's His, not like he's on a good team. He's not getting the ball a la Antonio Brown, and he's just throwing a tantrum on the sideline. But he, Robbie Anderson has sucked for the last three-plus years. Robbie Anderson is bad. And the Carolina Panthers felt the exact same way because I pulled up this tweet by Adam Schefter. A day later, they shipped his ass across the country, right, from Charlotte, North Carolina, all the way to Arizona, to the Arizona Cardinals for a sixth-round pick in 2024 and a seventh-round pick in 2025. There's there's no more rounds after the seventh. Like, that is as low a value. His reputation around the league has been absolutely shot. Matt hates him. You just said he's garbage. He used Correct. to be he used to be a deep threat, but if you lose a step, now you're what are you a mid threat? You can't take the top off of a defense, and you're slow. So I'm also, gonna, go ahead. How many fucking wide receivers do the Cardinals have now? They have AJ Green, Rondell Moore, New Hopkins, Robbie Anderson, Andy Isabella, Greg Dorch. I'm missing one or two. They're just loading up on fucking receivers. Robbie Anderson, if you look, between the past two seasons, doesn't even have 800 yards. That is horrible. He is not a good football. Yeah, he's not a good football player. If you put Matt in the slot, 
and I own a team diabolically, and I'm going to try and embarrass and entertain the masses. I'm going to put Matt in as many positions as possible to catch the ball, which is what you're doing if you're a boundary receiver. He would have better stats than this on God. Yeah, I'm just going over the middle on every play, and I'm developing CTE in about probably 10 minutes of live action. Maybe this is a good question. What is the amount of money you feel guaranteed year to year going in your bank account, direct deposited, where you would feel yeah. comfortable to be a Wayne Corbett now, being that guy, the glue guy on third and seven to go over the middle and just die? I'll take league minimum. You would take a league minimum to be able to do that for eight to 10 seasons, which you know is going to shorten your life, like guaranteed. That's fine. At least I have money. I'm going to Google the league minimum. Except I have to, it has to be with, with a team that is in a no income tax state. That's going to narrow it down to the Florida teams, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that's it, really. Minnesota Vikings, there's no sales tax in Minnesota, but they get you in other ways. No, who, thank you. Yeah, who the fuck wants to live there? It's cold. Um, so, Matt, the league, nice stadium, though. That's about it. The league minimum is $610,000 U.S. So, that's pretty good. I'd actually. be cool with that. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. And it jumped $100,000 according to the most recent CBA when in 2020 it was $510,000. So, look yeah, at that. After I become a veteran, I'll get the vet league minimum. How much is that? I think it's a couple hundred thousand dollars more. Okay. I think the vet league minimum is like 1.2 mil or something. We're going to do a little pivot. Speaking of an NFL veteran, <laughs> this is <clears throat> maybe the most disappointing man in North America right now. Football dominates. We're going to pivot off the sports stuff here in a minute. But again, football in America dominates. Beer, tits, football, America dominates, right? It works. It's in the zeitgeist from fall to spring. It's just what is happening. Even if you hate, for some reason, you hate football, you're still going to watch the Super Bowl. And I bet you're in a household where you know someone that's going to be watching the Super Bowl. Or maybe make a dip for it, you bitch. So everybody's involved in this country. All eyes are on this man, Russell Wilson. He was a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, as some of you know. Gets traded to the Denver Broncos, who are supposedly a quarterback away. We're just a quarterback away from going to the Super Bowl. Cut to today. They are 2-4. and four. Russell Wilson is not playing today yeah, with, a, sure. with a phantom hamstring injury. I think he tore his labia. You men know what I'm talking about. And um, on top of that, it all seems to be crashing down because breaking news. This is according to Baker Breadman at NFL on Bread on Twitter. Who? That's not real. No, it is real. I think this is no a fake. No chance that's real. I think it's a fake Baker, account. Baker, Breadman, come on. I think it's a I think it's a meme account that discusses real things under the guise of a silly, a silly goose time, which I'm here for. Uh, no. Baker Breadman is Jared in his fucking prison cell. So this quote, Russell Wilson's danger witch has been removed from the subway vault weeks after viral memes and backlash. And you know, I'm looking here, the people can see they're looking at the subway vault. It's not in there. You have the beef mode by Marshawn Lynch. You have the turkey vert by Tony Hawk, right? These are staples in the lineup. Okay. They're never going to go away. They're recession proof, but not the danger. What is witch. the danger, Witch? what's on it? The danger, Witch is, let me pull that up. I had an article. I believe it's a hot Italian with banana peppers. And that's like literally it. There was nothing even unique or differentiating about it. They just... 
I, I don't. All right, let's pull this up. Subway says it didn't pull Russell Wilson's sandwich over internet backlash. That's interesting. Okay, so Matt asked specifically what's on this thing. So the danger which comes on Italian urban cheese. It's topped with pepperoni, salami, ham, ba- bacon with provolone, so okay. essentially a hot ham, with lettuce, bell peppers, tomatoes, banana peppers, and it's finished with mustard and mayo. That's disgusting. If anyone here has been to a Subway, you know you cannot I mean, I'd get that. I eat it, but you, I, wouldn't you cannot, be, I wouldn't get excited about it. You can't get that many toppings. It's not going to happen. Subway's tomatoes. First of all, look no like one's going, going to through... Subway in the first place. I used to go to Subway. They had they'd send us coupons in the mail, and it's like actually very Everybody cheap. I used to go to Subway. Did you have a bad experience? Now at Subway? it's disgusting. Do you want to get into that? No. Um, I wouldn't say. I used to get their chicken bacon ranch, and okay. then I stopped getting it because the chicken is like rubber. So then I switched over to the steak sandwich, which I actually do think is halfway decent, but I feel like Subway used to be a real go-to back in like the 2000s when it's I was a teenager. Bigger than people it's think. Not, it's an they, afterthought. They have uh, as many stores essentially as McDonald's, not internationally, but here in the U.S. It's just like a Subway's on every corner, which I think lends itself to what Matt's saying, where the meat is bad. It's bad meat. It's gross meat. It can't be good meat because it has to be everywhere all the time and they're always open. Um, so yeah, the, the danger which itself is disgusting. I think we can all agree there. And the advertising around it. So outside of this man on the field playing poorly, let's go to his stuff off the field, right? This man is, is uh, he's making everybody uncomfortable. So I'm going to play this for the people. Here are all the dangerous ways. Danger which. I call this one is he showing me how to eat it? What is happening? I call this one. Now What's more like, cringe, that or the uh, de Blasio eating Shake Shack fries? De Blasio eating the Shake Shack. I'd rather watch... I would rather watch a snuff film than watch de Blasio put anything into his weird mouth with his teeth that are all not do, the same color. I find it interesting how things are coming out now about... Russell Wilson being a fake piece of shit. So you mean a fake good person who is a piece of shit? Right. Yes. Um, who was it? Richard Sherman and I think it was Marshawn Lynch were talking recently on a podcast or a show about how when they were all on the Seahawks, they couldn't contact Russell Wilson directly. They had to go through like his management team just to talk to him. Now, I don't know who your Subway source is here, okay? But according to this article, which looks legit, Subway spokesperson was quoted as saying, while the Danger Witch sub has left the vault in August to make room for some new, craveable options, don't worry, it'll be back soon. Yeah, great. So yeah, so Matt's not into this. I just played for the people the commercial, the marketing surrounding it, and it is, it's disturbing. Makes me feel weird. At one point, he's choo-choo training in the sub into your mouth like what's that about and the most dangerous yeah it's literally called here comes the airplane oh come on yeah it doesn't even make sense it would make sense if he played for like the jets well normally too right that is that's you know that type of 
when you say that to somebody, it's usually a child whose brain is soup or an, an elderly person whose brain is, again, also soup. So they need you to make it illustrative, color it up a little bit because they don't understand what the fuck's going on. So you have to literally say, here comes the airplane and you, I don't know, you, um, you disarm it, the situation. You make it appeasing okay. and comfortable for them, right? And normally it's applesauce. It's not a sub, an Italian hot sub with mustard and mayo on it. That's just a disgusting sandwich. Yeah, we're going to move off the food. We're going to move off Russell Wilson. You are a disappointment, yeah, sir. let's pivot again. And by the time you see this, the Jets will have covered on the road to go to 5-2. and two. Book it. Please, God. Jets money line. Now, this is relating to starch, and this has to do with mashed potatoes. This is from Twitter. I sent this to you today. Mashed potato attack on a $110 million Monet painting in Germany. What type of like non-low-T functioning people exist in these places to where they allow these people to desecrate art like this? That's so disrespectful. People are starving, people are freezing, people are dying. We are in a climate catastrophe. Yep, sure are. And all of these people go to fucking China and do this. And all of you are afraid of tomato soup or mashed potatoes. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid because science tells us, I don't care, you're, you're stupid. We won't be able to feed our families in 2050. What does that even mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, let's let's dig into this a little bit. I think for one, you mentioned, um, I, I just, I, I find it shocking to me that nobody intervenes, which of course they're doing this during the day, during the work week when people are actually contributing to society because they're gainfully employed. Um, but it's just, for, you know, it, this isn't likable. So no one's going to come down on your side that's in right. that center. That's the, I can be pushed or pulled in one direction on the climate thing. And thirdly, like you mentioned, go to China. If you look at emissions charts from the year 2000 to now, America and Europe has led the charge in in this ridiculousness, right? I think we're down a combined between the two areas, two continents, say North America, like 20%. And you look at newly industrialized countries that are now a part of this globalist economy, like India and China, right, that supply consumer economies like us with all of our goods for cheaper costs, landed, and because of that, because they're manufacturing everybody's television and everybody's Barbie and everybody's Fender and everybody's like wiring for their house, where do you think that goes? And do you think that they're actually taking the time like we are, like these OSHA people or a facility in West Virginia that has to process metals? Do you think that's being done the same way in like Zhangzhou, China? It can be. Uh, two things that I have learned from this video. One, they say, does it take throwing mashed potatoes at art to make you listen? Nobody's listening. Okay? You're just pissing people off. Yeah, I muted her. Number two, uh, you had this. You had the uh, psychopaths that threw soup on a Van Gogh piece the other day. Why are museums at this point not, like, checking bags and just searching people. So I don't they know can't bring this shit in. Because a lot of the people that go to these museums and these um, these art installations, as you're seeing, are old as shit. And they're going to die. Which means what? Oh, you have super glue in your bag. You're not going to be allowed to come in. That's specific. But if you come into a museum and you're looking through people's bags 90% of the day and it's all filled with, maybe it is filled with tomato soup and mashed potatoes. Because that's what grandpa put in his, 
his fanny pack. Like, I don't know. That makes more sense. But I will say, in general, let's let's beef up the security here. Why is that not a thing at all? Why aren't you even doing anything? You're allowing these mentally ill people who, again, they're complaining about the climate. And this is filmed by one of their friends on an iPhone, which is sourced with, like, minerals from probably Africa with, like, non- non-regulated um like work regulations and shit right it's going to be somebody that's underage or overworked and they don't have a good situation and then it's brought into somewhere like china where it's assembled by children and then it's shipped on freight diesel liners over to you know europe or uh the americas to be sold to our consumer economies like you yourself every aspect of what you're doing and wearing and breathing and thinking the fact that they got on a vehicle or what do they run here Right, they probably took some sort of emissions vehicle to get here. Everyone's contributing at the same time. So I'm gonna make a peer stance here. This is confirmed. I know Matt's gonna be in lockstep with me. If you are this butthurt, if you're this frothing at the mouth about the the um, let's say the environment and not mistreating it and not being a negative part in its future, then kill yourself. Because that's the only honest and and most erudite way for you to solve that problem is to just kill yourself to remove remove yourself from the situation entirely to where you won't be uh utilizing things that take emission or methane right with food um sustenance you won't live in a rent control department that obviously used to be a field or some shit now it's an industrialized thing that's again emissions like just kill yourself just remove yourself from the situation and then i will you know what i'll be like you know what fist bump brother i respect that it's like a hunger strike the other thing that disturbs me is uh, they keep doing this shit at museums to art, like famous art pieces. All this shit is under glass anyway, so you're not like destroying the piece of art. When will you finally start to listen? Yeah, and the guy, the security at the end of the video is ushering away the people with the cameras, not the not the mentally ill person gluing themselves to a wall. Um, yeah, I think you're right, bro. I think. I don't understand why they're seeking this out as well. It's it's very anti-beauty. It's very anti-West. Very anti-culture. Like the things that they're seeking to destroy. Why don't, why don't you do this on a street corner? And I feel like probably because your ideas and your messaging is horrible. And even when you have people throughout their day freely walking through a park, right? And you had an installation to have people interact with you. They wouldn't because you're miserable. And you probably can't articulate your ideas like this. You have to do some weird flailing like an emotional child where you're vandalizing art that people come and visit and somebody works there, bro. Like somebody probably doesn't make a lot of money to dust that fucker. And now you just made their day a lot worse. So yeah, you're a piece of shit. And, uh, I don't, I don't understand what the deal is with this. And I sent you another video as well. So it's not just art. Um, it is involving food again. This is a new phenomenon. You mentioned the tomato soup. This is from the post millennial radical environmentalists in Scotland, empty bottles of milk in peaceful protest against the dairy industry. Oh, yeah, they're terrible people. The top four dairy companies are responsible for the majority of methane emissions. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Though A lot of our CO2 and stuff comes from methane, which comes from gas from cows' assholes. And they have to eat and graze and do their process to be able to get to a point where we can cut their head off and, and, you know, get some black Angus, get Matt to throw some of that shoulder into a smoker for 12 hours and we get a delicious, delicious meal. So 
again, like part of what they're taking is a little bit of a truth, but to, to go into a store and just fuck with minimum wage employees and people that are doing nothing to you directly, right? They're just a part of a larger system that you just have to be butthurt about. Um, that's so inappropriate and, and it's retarded. I would have literally walked over and picked up these people and taken them out of the store. Yeah, I'm, I'm, let's say six foot, 160 pounds. I'm built like the Michelin man had an opioid problem. I don't, you know, I'm not very intimidating and I agree with you. I don't even think this is anything about, it's just like the, the energy. It makes my neck hot. It makes me angry. It's, it's, this is so wrong on so many levels. I also would have grabbed one of the uh, pre-cooked rotisserie chickens in the grocery store and ate it right behind them. Oh, because you feel like that demo is also probably has a problem with with processed meats and, again, just you not yes, being a vegan. Yes, uh, because they also had that little, their little sign there that said plant-based future. If you want to go ahead and eat leaves, by all means, do what you want to fucking do. You want to eat leaves. Yeah, if you want to rake up some stuff, it's fall in the northeast. It's absolutely beautiful out. You want to go ahead. You want to yeah, rake up some Yeah, come to my shit. yard. Take the shit out of my yard. Go eat it. Leave me the fuck alone. Leave everyone alone, right? Nobody I asked for this. I went to Texas Roadhouse last night, and I don't regret it one bit. Did you have the cheddar biscuits? Um, No, that's Red Lobster. Fuck. Um, Texas Roadhouse has the uh, warm rolls with the cinnamon butter, of which... I got an extra basket Jeez. to bring home, and I had them at lunch today. Jesus Christ. Again, with the diabetes with you. What is going on? It's butter. With cinnamon and sugar in it. What's your point? It sounds good, honestly. I'm stoked. It's Halloween. That's That makes no sense. Connect those ideas for me. Because I'm already getting pre-diabetic because of the Halloween candy that I am eating. Your almond joys. No. God damn it. All right, so which uh, which protest are you less offended by? Would you rather, like, let's say you're shopping or you're at the museum. Would you, um, less part? offended by the soup throwers at art because okay. I don't care about art. The milk pourers, I hate because, obviously, I am consuming said milk. And what kind of milk guy are you? my way of life. You a 2% guy, 1% guy, skin yeah. guy? Yeah, we get 2% here. Uh, you might as well just have ice cream. Okay. <laughs> um, well, and I, I will say, too, what's nice here is you look at the comments on Twitter, and maybe Twitter is an algorithm that just feeds me what I want to see, but you have people here that say mental illness is now a worldwide crisis. Mop the floor with these miscreants. Um, oh, and now there's a If I scroll down a little, there's a video of a dog with a prosthetic arm, and it's all happy about it. Oh yeah, let me. What's up with that? Let's show the people real quick. Um, so it it appears to be some kind of, I don't know, a German Shepherd, big headed. Yeah, it's a German Shepherd, and it's both of its arms have an off white pinkish prosthetic thing. This is in an Asian country, so you know normally I wouldn't think okay. they'd be this loving to these types of animals. But my boy is doing great here. Oh my god, and its tail's wagging, and now it can stand up properly. It looks like RoboCop. If he was what a dog. Boy. Yeah, what a great boy. So let's pivot once more. Um, And we are going to careen into something. Sticking with Matt's pre-diabetes with Halloween. Sticking with Almond Joy. Sticking with the, the light things in life. 
Um, this is Ask Reddit. We are going to do what is the most disturbing, scary, or creepy real story? Matt, do you have anything off the top of your head that, you know, anyone you know been robbed? Uh, someone diddle you a, a fire maybe did someone stare at you in a window anything at all that is interesting and or scary for this month i don't think so nothing comes to mind i usually try to not put myself in those situations um i already don't like going to haunted houses so oh we did that and i waited in line i love my i love i love my fiance i love my life we waited for about 11 or 12 combined minutes of being in the spooky area, right? Where there's the workers and they're popping out at you and doing their thing. I had to wait 270 minutes. It was like three, four hours of waiting. No, and absolutely not. And it got to be so bad that we were in line, like criticizing their logistic process and how they're getting people through the line. It's like, well, I would have done it this way. I mean, it was bad. So yeah, that's definitely a thing. And you're saying that you're just too much of a bitch to even be, to be on board with any of that stuff, which is that's a little bit disappointing. No, it's not like I like get scared or anything. I just don't like the idea of people trying to scare me because if something pops out at me, my first reaction is I'm going to square up. And if I pop an employee, that's now my fault. Yeah. Now you, now you punch someone's face in. Um, oh, but I think they deserve it because they tried to scare me. My thing for this, I don't have anything in the Reddit that's really kicking anything off but when my father he grew up in maine when he was younger around middle school age and it was more boomerish society so you would get endowed into um eagle i want to say eagle eagle scout what the fuck is it like there's different tiers to scouts but he was in like eagle scout is the highest level yeah and he was like in that or whatever and it's what most people did it's lame as shit now it's embarrassing but back then it's like bro rad like what are you gonna do play with a stick and when he was doing this, he carpooled with another kid. My grampy would pick him up and they'd go together. And the reason why they did this is because they didn't have reliable transportation for this kid because his home life wasn't very good. And they would go to Eagle Scouts together. And this kid, this man, this boy ended up being one of Maine's most renowned serial killers. So let me, let me see if I can get details on this. Yes. I think he ended up strangling and killing like little boys. He was in the Air Force. He killed people in Maine, and then he went out to Indiana when he was again like stationed in the Air Force at different places. And um, yeah, he killed people there too, and he got the chair. Uh, Maine serial yeah, killer list. Oh, I think it's this guy. I think it's John Joseph Jubert. Jingleheimer Schmidt. No, don't do that. Don't make light okay. of dead people. Um, Let me see. Oh, it's, yeah, it is. It is. Okay, so John, this is his name if you want to Google it. John Joseph Jubert. J-O-U-B-E-R-T. And I'm going to go ahead and just Google him straight up. And when I was in middle school, my dad, for one of my classes in like, creative writing you had to bring in a book that related to something in your life and my dad actually had the book that the investigator that wrote the novel about this guy's killings you know he wrote it and he sent it to my dad and he like wrote this big note all on like the spine and stuff for it um and i lost the book i left it at middle school of course you did you fucking idiot but 
so like, yeah, this has always been something that I just kind of forget about. So John Juber, he's an American serial killer. He was executed in Nebraska. So I said he went out there. He killed three boys combined in Maine and Nebraska. His parents were divorced when he was six years old. Um, in 1974, so my father would have been eight years old at the time, he moved with his family to Portland, Maine. Um, and in 1971, blah, blah, blah. Oh, when he was 13 years old, he stabbed a young girl with a pencil and felt sexually stimulated when she cried in pain. The next day, Jesus. he took a razor blade and slashed another girl as she passed on her bike past him. He was never caught for either act. Um, in another incident, he beat and nearly strangled a boy. He relished the power of bullying and began to stab and slash other classmates. He went to Cheveris High School in Portland, graduating in 1981. I believe that is, um, again, like close to where my dad was. Um, so I'm just going to get into one of the murders real quick. You know, why not? Um, August 11th, excuse me, August 22nd, 1982, 11-year-old boy Ricky Stetson left home to go jogging on a 3.5-mile-long Back Cove Trail in Portland, Maine. When he did not return by dark, his parents called the police, obviously. The next day, a motorist discovered the boy's, boy's body on the side of Interstate 295. It appeared the attacker had attempted to undress him, then stabbed and strangled him. Um... A suspect was found, but the teeth didn't match. And then this is the most famous one that I read about in the book. So this is Danny Joe Eberly. This is the one that really put him on the map to be like, hey, where'd Danny go? Danny! He was 13 years old, and he disappeared while doing his newspaper out in the morning, delivering the Omaha World Herald. Uh, his brother, who also delivered papers, had not seen him. But he did remember being followed by a white man in a tan car on the previous days. Uh... It was ascertained that Eberly had delivered only three of his 70 newspapers, so he had been taken early in his route. Which off, 70 newspapers? Child labor, is a, is that a thing? That's a lot. No, that doesn't seem that bad. I mean, it depends on the neighborhood or all the houses right next to each other. Did you ever do like a paper route or have any of those weird oh, like community no. jobs? Yeah, I didn't either. Not for me. I feel like my dad would... I've, I feel like if I were to do this, this is what would happen to me. I'd get diddled and killed. Um, well, at, I think highly of yourself there, don't you? At the address of his fourth delivery, his bicycle was discovered. Along with the rest of his newspapers, there was no sign of a struggle. Apparently what had happened is Jubert, the man, approached the kid, Everly, drawn a knife, and he covered the boy's mouth with his hand and he told him to get into his car, blah, blah. He diddled him, he killed him. Um, he was arrested, and yeah... He was put to death July 17th, 1996 to be exact. He was the second person executed in Nebraska since the death penalty was reintroduced in 1973. So they were waiting a long time to fire our boy Jobert here. And he made a final statement before the murders in which he apologized saying, quote, I just want to say that again, I am sorry for what I have done. I do not know if my death will change anything or if it will bring anyone peace. And I asked the families of the people I killed to try and find some peace and ask the people of Nebraska also to forgive me. That is all his last meal, which Matt let us know if this is appetizing. It was pizza with green peppers and onions. And then he had strawberry cheesecake with a black coffee. I don't mind that. I know it's actually rather minimalist. It's very, I want to say classy. Yeah, I don't blame him there. You don't get one more slice in. Um, an appeal was made because Nebraska apparently now thinks that the chair is uh, cruel and unusual. As Jobert himself, while it was happening, suffered a four-inch brain blister on the top of his head. 
and on the sides above his ears. Well, what the fuck ever? He diddled and killed boys. Um, so let me see if I can find a photo for him. There is also this cool thing about, I don't want to say cool because he murdered children, but there is a photo from the book of him in Eagle Scouts. And actually my dad is next to him in that photograph, which was in the book that was written about his crimes. Um, wow, that's fucking crazy. Let me see. I'm just going to go to murderpedia.org and then we'll sign off on this bitch. Is that an actual fucking website? It is. Yeah. This is what he looked like. Give you something creepy to sign off with. So yeah. Oh my God. The Panthers just went up two touchdowns on the Tampa. And on that, that note, you got anything you want to sign off with? Any bets? Anything you're feeling good about? Holy fucking Christ. Tampa sucks. Tom Brady's washed. Uh, yeah, we will be here next Thank week. Thank God. What a piece of shit. This is now our longest episode at 32 minutes. If you're watching at this point, we really do love you. Check out the YouTube link in bio at Pierce Podcast on Instagram on all platforms. New content every Thursday and Sunday. Episodes are going to be on everything where you can hear a podcast in five different continents and over 20 different countries. So we love you. We appreciate everything. Give us five stars on Apple and Spotify. We'll be here next week. Peace, people. Go Jets.